Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff with Jerry Miller, Special Education Director at Seneca Valley School District. Jerry, thanks for joining us today. Um, I know you've been with the district for about 12 years now in your current role. Um, So let's just jump right into it. Right now, we're in the yellow phase. So kind of walk us through how the district is going to provide special education services and to support two students while we're in the yellow phase. Yes. Um, So as everyone hopefully knows by now, uh, the yellow phase has two cohorts, cohort A and cohort B. Uh, During cohort A, students in cohort A would have in-person instruction on Monday and Wednesday and remote instruction on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Cohort B would have in-person instruction on Tuesday and Thursday and remote instruction on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay. So uh, for our students with special needs who receive small group instruction and support, that instruction support will be provided in person and or remotely depending on student or um, teacher schedules and building schedules. So, you know, for, for instance, for example, if a student uh, requires some type of uh, support five days per week, obviously we couldn't provide uh, that support uh, for five in-person days. So we'll have to do some of that remotely. So again, um, small group instruction will be done either in-person or remotely depending on schedule. Uh, During this time, teachers are expected to have daily contact with students during remote instruction. So, you know, unlike, um, I shouldn't say unlike, but in the spring, uh, we were faced with a, basically an emergency situation where we we had a plan in place to to provide instruction to students. Uh, It's going to look different uh, in, in the fall because we have had time to prepare. And the expectation for teachers is to have daily contact with, um, students just making sure they're they're um, moving forward and progressing the way we, we expect. Um, all teachers uh, of students that receive hearing support will have either a clear face shield and or a clear face mask so that those students would be able to uh, be able to use uh, their lip reading capabilities to be able to, uh, to uh, understand what they're saying in case they're not able to hear clearly. Got it. And then finally, um, para-support. Uh, we, we do offer para-support to, to our student with special needs, and that support would be available according to each student's individualized education plan. Okay. So I take it things are flexible if we were to switch from yellow to red or green as well? Yes. Um, so we have a plan. So no matter what phase we're in, we have a plan for that. And obviously, uh, green phase, that means that things are going really well. And, and, you know, we're getting to the point where we want to be, where we have all our students back. Uh, during green phase, some of the supports would continue. Uh, we would continue with the cohort model just because, for example, our students that receive uh, perhaps speech and language services, they may be on a particular schedule in the yellow phase. We're not going to disrupt that schedule. We're going to continue the same schedule. It would they're be getting the exact support they need. It would just continue on that schedule. 
And then, then of course, you know, if we would happen to have, need to go into red phase, then of course all instruction would be provided remotely. Okay. Well, speaking of remote, uh, what, what are the district's plans to provide um, services and support for special education students who are currently full-time cyber students? Yeah, so cyber education is typically not conducive for our students with special needs, but in this environment uh, and due to health concerns, we need to make this option available to, to all our students who require that. So for our students with special needs who have requested full-time cyber, we will conduct IEP meetings during the first 30 days of school to ensure we're providing the support that is necessary for them. Um, in, in the interim, we'll implement the IEP to the best of our ability until that IEP meeting is held. And again, for, for the majority of our, our students with special needs, an IEP meeting will be held within 30 days of the school starting. For our students who attend our supplemental support classrooms, that's a small number of students that have high needs. For those students, um, they will have an IEP meeting prior to the first day of school. We want to have, we want to make sure that we have a plan in place for our students with high needs uh, prior to the first day of school. All right. What role will school psychologists play as we get back to school for special education students? So typically school psychologists, their primary role is to evaluate students that are thought to be in need of special education services. Um, and at our district, we currently uh, have uh, six school psychologists. One of them is a part-time part psychologist. Um, and their, as I said, their primary role is to evaluate students who are thought to be in need of special education services. Uh, when this pandemic hit um, back in March, uh, we were not able to conduct face-to-face -face evaluations. So that created an immense backlog for our school psychologists. And it wasn't until the board approved the, our back to school health and safety plan uh, during our one of our July meetings that they were then able to begin in-person uh, evaluations again. But again, I say they, they have a pretty big backlog. But you know, as they're working through that backlog, we still want to reserve time for them for parents. If they have questions about their, their child's executive functioning, like um, they're working memory, thinking skills, self-control, those kind of things. If they have any questions regarding that, they can reach out to our school psychologists and our school psychologists can talk them through that, give them some tips, some ideas, or send them to someone that they, they could provide support to them. Okay, so if, if I'm a parent and I do have questions, uh, who should they contact and how should they contact them? So if you go to our uh, um, school district webpage, uh, along the top there's, there's a banner and you click on departments and you click on the special education department. And then once you get to the, our site, the special education department site, on the left-hand side, there are options. And there's a contact us option. When you contact, when you click that option, it lists all of our contact information. It'll be myself, the director, the assistant director, our, our supervisor of gifted education, all our psychologists, all our secretaries. So all the all the phone numbers, email, contact information you need, you can find on that website. Got it, got it. Well, thanks, thanks so much for spending time. Uh, for any parents out there, you know, what, 
what should their main takeaway be when it comes to special education services as we get back to school? So we, I uh, especially understand how difficult it is for our parents with students with special needs to, to you know, navigate the system uh, in this trying time. So, you know, my takeaway would be that, you know, if you have any questions, if you're not sure of something, if you, if you need some help, if you need some guidance, go to that special education page on our website, go to the contact information, and any of those names, including myself, you can send us an email, call us, uh, whatever you need, we're here to provide uh, answers to your questions, and we'll provide, we'll try to provide support to you to, to the best of our ability. All right, well, Jerry Miller, once again, thank you. Keep up the good work, and uh, hope you have a great back-to-school season here. Thank you. Take care.